because the kid the kids upstairs asleep. I've moved my office upstairs, so because yeah. they're downstairs all day uh, now, so I've had to move downstairs, and that's all very boring, isn't it? <laughs> Let's get the show underway, shall we? My name's Ollie Peer, and this is Tim Warwood, a man who was going to go to China but didn't end up going to China, and will now spend the next couple of weeks hanging out in a room full of his own farts. I'm a little bit gutted. So check this out: a brand new series of the Apres just in time and in time with the Winter Olympics. Yep, this is your daily, you heard, daily dose of all things wintry and olympery for the duration of the Games. As the Olympic torch flickers its emission skyward, tipping CO2 levels to the point where Greta Thunberg's head literally explodes and the opening ceremony volunteers clutch their gift bags full of disappointment, we've slid our ways back to our log cabin for yet another season of The Apre. <laughs> How you doing, Tim? This is nice. It's been a while. Mate, I'm laughing because when you said about the Olympic volunteers clutching their, their gift bags of disappointment... But yes, what an absolute pleasure and an honour it is to be back. And actually, it was touch and go for a while, wasn't it? France was closed, no one could go skiing. Everything was doom and gloom, but it's all starting to open up. And we thought to ourselves, do you know what? With the Winter Olympics happening and with the ski resorts around the world opening up, let's open up the log cabin again, throw another log on the fire and uh, let's have a good old natter, all things wintery. And I'm, and I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, me too. I, we wanted to launch a little earlier on, but the timing's been a bit awful because I am now a dad. Aww, I'm a dad, Tim. Congratulations. I have juice in my loins. Proven. You're not a man, but you're a working man. It's it's hard, though. I, didn't, I don't think I fully understood or appreciated how difficult it is to be a parent. It is the single most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. And you're doing half the work because you're the man. Like, the women do the hard work. They do the actual real <laughs> work yeah all you're doing is supporting the woman you're barely doing anything at the minute like it's and it's still hard so imagine how it must be for a woman that's true how's things with you where are you now at the moment then are you in are you in bbc headquarters no not far i can see it from where i am yes very near to the bbc media city up in salford all of the uh, commentary teams and most if not all of the production is here is in manchester mm. obviously due to covid they're really scaling back on who they're sending over to china so they've put me up in a very swanky apartment i'm here being nocturnal for two weeks while i do the commentary how are you going to do that you got you got to manage it you like you know you got to eat at weird times so like what time is it what time yeah. is it in china now good question ollie it's an answer i should know i'm just going to google it tim it's just easy if i'm just here no, i've got it on my phone it's 5:22 a.m. right and i know that you've i know that you've got food on the way right so it, tell me you've ordered breakfast we've ordered curry See, that's stupid. Um, well, we're not in Beijing mode just yet. I've got a banana. I'll eat a banana before I go on the broadcast. You want to give yourself the best chance. You want to make sure that you're realigning your body and mindset to Beijing time. So you should be on, like, <laughs> cornflakes now. I should be stretching and doing yoga already. No, we're going to be fine. We're going to be on curries. We're going to sleep for a couple of hours now. We're going to wake up. First broadcast is at quarter to three. Women's snowboard slope star qualifiers. And then we're going to we're going to smash that out. A couple of hours, then back home to bed. Sounds like a 
a lovely evening. Right, well, this being a special series of the Atbrae, uh, we're not going out anywhere. We we would normally leave the log cabin at this point, or somebody would knock at the door. No one's knocking at the door today. There's no no one coming in. No. Although there will be throughout the series. Um, we're going to stay right here. We are going to just sit and stay right here. So sling us the remote, Tim. Hand it over. Here you go. Thank you. That's my TV sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> TVs don't sound like that anymore, do they? No. Do you remember the time when TVs, I think it was sort of the new, the sort of first batch of flat screen TVs, which still were about four inches thick. When you turn them on, they took ages to turn on, like and a red, the red light would just flash and it would just take ages. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like, like it was warming up or something. Yeah, like someone stoking a fire inside of the TV. Anyway, now our TV's uh, turned on. Yeah, now it's turned on. Let's talk about the opening ceremony. I'll start. I didn't watch it. I can very quickly brief you on what happened. 3,000 athletes from 91 nations all walked out into the middle of an empty stadium. Yeah, pretty disappointing. <laughs> I, I remember the Beijing Summer Games. The opening ceremony for that yes. was pretty amazing, wasn't it? I do remember from the Beijing Games, the opening ceremony, they had the fireworks, didn't they? Mm. And they flew a helicopter up the main road to the bird's nest. This would have been in the summer, of course. And they were firing up fireworks towards the helicopter. And I remember it's like a tracking shot as they're heading towards the, the thingy. And all these amazing fireworks are going off. Then it cut to an inside shot from the stadium and there were no fireworks. So it was clearly filmed on a completely different day to what they were doing. It wasn't like a live live because there were no fireworks going off on the stadium. It's a health and safety nightmare, that, firing fireworks at a helicopter. My mate Gendel was telling me a story, actually, about fireworks. This is a little bit of a diversion here, but you'll like this. He was at a special millennium firework display Mm. that was going to spell 2000. So a, a firework would go off and it would go two and then the next one to go off bang zero zero and apparently the fireworks went off and the first one went off it went zero and then the next one went off two (laughs) (laughs) next ones whoever put those fireworks in order had one job fucking idiots all i've seen is a photograph of some like fluorescent ice hockey players that's all i've seen of it so far it is what it is, isn't it? it? It was good. They had the athletes come out and actually Beijing, the bird's nest, there's a, a lot of the alpine disciplines which are up in the mountains. So there, was, there were quite a few athletes missing. But the one amazing thing was cool is, you know, you get this projection mapping is quite big now. Projection, projection mapping. Projectors projecting down. Well, this wasn't. This was a massive, giant floor television. They were walking on a huge LED screen. See, I mean, this is how TVs have moved on. From the flickering light that just goes on for 12 minutes before your TV starts to a giant TV floor. How do you even install that, Tim? I I don't know why I'm asking that question either, because you don't know the answer. Yeah, but pretty amazing, though, to see it, like Mm. how big it was, these LED screens. It is literally the size of a football pitch. You could watch football in one-to-one scale. Like, you could have a football pitch one-to-one scale. But they'd be all like flat because it would you, be. 3D. You absolutely could. <laughs> are we going to talk about the fact that these games are controversial? Uh, yeah, I mean, aren't they're being boycotted, aren't they? I mean, it doesn't really feel like it though. The media will just plow on with it though, won't they? And keep reporting about it. Well, the... you need like all all of the best teams to not come. None of the athletes seem to have boycotted it. I don't know if there are any that have. I mean, who is boycotting it? 
Well, I've heard it's been boycotted, but I by who? Team GB's Gus Kenworthy, freestyle skier. Now, you might remember Gus Kenworthy. He actually won a silver medal for Team USA mm. in skiing slope style back in 2014. But he's since defected to Team GB. And um, he's come out and said, actually, that China's not very well suited to host the Games. And he goes on to talk about their human rights uh, he calls it appalling human rights records that they have here, which is pretty bad. And he goes on to say that the IOC should take a stance against it. And all this is like pretty big. I think he'll probably find that his visa won't work when he gets to Beijing <laughs> International Airport. Yeah, the, the rubber gloves will work, though. I mean, he'll, he'll get checked for sure. It's the massive elephant in the room, isn't it? It is well known for its shocking track record and human rights. I feel like we shouldn't get involved. Let's not get involved, Tim. We could cause a diplomatic uproar. Let's not get involved. Let's not say anything. Don't say anything bad about the Chinese. Just don't. They're probably listening now anyway. Hello, China. So let's focus on the good then. I'm going to start first and foremost with... All of those sports that you never normally watch. I mean, ski flying, ski jumping is insane. Yeah. Love that sport, but I only love it every four years. Biathlon, skiing and shooting. It's like a James Bond chase scene. Although the guns aren't guns anymore, are they? They're like laser things. They're not, not even... They used to be like proper 2-2 air rifles or whatever, didn't they? I think they actually used to be proper rifles. Then they downgraded them to... BB guns and now they're like laser things but still pretty rad I wonder what the ominous history is behind that it has to be hunting related like you go out skiing with your gun and then shoot a bear or whatever or a, or a moose and then sling that over your shoulder go home cook it up on the fire and then someone was like oh would make a game out of it and then they did Feed the family. Yeah. Feed the family. So what sport are you looking forward to uh, becoming an armchair expert at then, Ollie? But curling. Curling is the yeah. sport that every Winter Olympics, everybody just gets really into. And one of the reasons for that, which I only realised today, actually, is because it's on all the fucking time. Like, it is literally on every day <laughs> for the whole of the games. Yeah. So, you, like, yeah. so when there's yeah. nothing else on, it's like, oh, just put the curling on. Whatever. We're going to do this every day, right? So we're doing this every day. And I want to become a, a, like an expert in curling. So by the end of this run of the Apre, I want to just be the absolute fucking oracle for this sport. So I've been doing some research already. All right, good. Because I, I, one of the things that I'm intrigued about is, like, where do you get curling stuff from? Like, if you, I've never seen a curling shop. It's just a broom, isn't it? You just need a broom and a mat non-slip mat then you need the big stones but do you know those stones now there is something about curling stones I think all of the marble for curling stones comes from the same place it's Scottish granite and it there's is. a guy called Mark Callan right and he works for Kays I think it's called Kays and they're the people that make the stones right they make the stones and he goes along to the Winter Olympics and he checks the stones I don't know what he's checking them for like, I mean, they're fucking stones, you know? Like, what? what's... Kay's Curling, yeah. They've got the sole rights to produce curling stones. And it's from Isla Craig in uh, the Outer Hebrides. That's got to be some kind of competition commission, like, rule against that. You couldn't... We're the only people that can make curling stones. Can you imagine that? 
The curling stones are quarried for its rare type of micro granite. It's called blue hone. How good is that? It, it, it is good, but it does sound like bullshit. And I think... I say that. <laughs> well, I say that because I, I feel like you could kind of... It's a bit... i tell you what it's like. It's like worktops, right? In Kitchen worktops. You, all a worktop is, yeah. is, is just a hard surface. But they come up with all this kind of like marketing spiel to, to, to make it sound like you should pay more for a particular type of worktop. And it's exactly the same. And I've noticed in curling that there is an awful lot of this. So you mentioned a broom before, right? And I was thinking, how, how much is a typical broom, right? You go into a shop hardware shop go and buy a broom how much is a broom i don't know like a tenner or something eight quid don't know tenner eight quid i would guess something like that right if you want one a curling brush right the balance plus light speed which is available in three new colors for 2020 this is quite an old website hasn't been updated in quite a long time is the very lightest and effective curling brush it weighs only 293 grams uh, and you can get it with Lightspeed RS 7 inch or Lightspeed RS XL 9 inch. I don't know what that means. I need to find out by the end of this series because I can be an expert. It's £148.50. Wow. All right. I won't be buying one. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for the cheap. <laughs> go for the cheaper version. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the curling, man. Yeah, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Just because I can kind of sit. It's a bit like darts, yeah. really. You can just sit and drink and watch it and shout at them at the same time. What's happening? What we what we got happening tomorrow? So Winter Olympics starts in earnest tonight. It's going to come thick and fast. So Saturday morning, very early UK time, two forty-five women's snowboard slope style qualifying. We roll straight into Sunday morning at one thirty. That will be the women's slope style finals. Then we've got the men's directly after that. The men's snowboard slope style qualifying. Then we get into free ski big air men's free ski big air qualified so it's gonna it's gonna come thick and fast it's gonna be really good and there's loads of good stuff and i think we we touched on it there very slightly about all the other sports but i I have to be a bit biased only because the sports that i work on the freestyle stuff it's just so good it's way better than everything else it's like fast and furious and snowboard cross is insane and Mm. charlotte banks probably going to win a gold medal and then you know we've got little Kirsty Muir the, the Scottish skier she's 17 in freestyle skiing she's going to smash it and it's going to be good man we're going to have a really good couple of weeks and the freestyle disciplines are going to be insane to do watch. you have in your area of expertise do you have like um you know a wild card prediction of who is going to hit the headlines me and Ed both think this I think this course is it, it's big and it's icy and it's quite scary so it's going to suit the experienced rider but it also might just suit somebody who who is just a bit fearless someone that's like got nothing to lose and in that you've got Kirsty Muir the the youngster if she gets the rub of a green if she if if she can lay her tricks down if perhaps one of the top seeds takes a tumble because that always happens one of the favorites will always take a little bit of a tumble though we're not going to get hurt we don't wish ill health of anybody but they take a little tumble then it could be Kirsty Muir and we could be seeing the youngest team GB athlete get a medal and that would be good wouldn't it yeah man it'd be about, I'm, I'm really excited about it and I'm really excited that we're doing this and we're doing it daily we'll yep. be delving into this more each each of the sports more this is just the first episode yeah. we're going to be getting guests on you're going to be you know I mean you were the hub of it at the British Broadcasting Corporation and you're going to try and steal <laughs> us some some quality guests that we can get on and just acquire yes, them. Yes, sir. 
and also happy to take any kind of questions or recommendations from you, the listener. So if there is something you want to know, if there's something you don't understand, if you want something delving into, then you know what to do. Just hit us up straight into the DMs. Let us know uh, what it is you want to know and we'll endeavour to get that question uh, or query answered or sorted. You can also email theapraypod at gmail.com if you've got any questions to throw Tim's way or that he can put to some kind of other expert or you can just ask me anything about curling because I am the oracle of curling if that's, you know, what, what, <laughs> what you want. But that's it for this show. I was going to say this week, but it's not this week. That's it for today. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. my God. This is, this is quite the commitment, Tim. You know that. We, we are committed now. We're going to be fine. Don't you worry about it. Hey, best of luck with uh, all the commentary bits. And I will see you... Nice one. ...tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye.